Warning, Spinning on Two Wheels contains language, themes, and references that are inappropriate for the ears of children, sensitive grandparents, and public forums. Headphone use is recommended. Hey y'all, I'm Peggy, the kick-ass knitter. My pronouns are she, her, hers. I'm yarned, a little dangerous, and definitely bad to the bone. Grab your knitting and throw open the throttle. It's time to kickstart this episode of Spinning on Two Wheels. Hey, y'all! Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 39 of Spinning on Two Wheels, Attention Deficit Knitting Disorder Type 2. Today's episode is being recorded on Tuesday, January 24th, 2023, and will include open throttle, a stall, and some more mental health talk. So punch into gear and let's roll on. We're going to do it in kind of a weird order. It's not in the order I said in the intro. Because I needed to revisit the same theme as last episode. Mom, mom, you can listen to this one. It should be fine. Although you listened to the last one, even after I warned you not to. So there's that. However, bestie, if you're out there, you have permission. You don't need permission, but you have it. Skip this one. It's okay. And everyone who is not my mother and not my bestie, I do want to let you know that I will once again be talking about mental health-related stuff. And if you're not up for that today, feel free to skip this one. Making those decisions for yourself and your own mental wellness is a healthful thing to do. And self-care comes in many forms. I will also put a timestamp in the episode description if you want more of the knitting. And if not, I'll catch you next time. No worries. (laughs) Yeah, I needed to revisit this because as I was editing through the last episode, I kept feeling this irritating, like, nagging thing. And people with ADHD, like me, sometimes can't let shit go. So after slowing down my racing thanks meds, obsessive thoughts, thanks ADHD, and worry that I made a completely useless episode that no one, DM, would listen to, thanks depression, I figured out what that irritating little feeling was. Mostly, I think I oversimplified ADHD just a scooch too much, and I want to make the picture that I have painted for y'all, of my brain, a little more filled out and detailed. Mom also suggested I include some stuff. Pretty much, she said I didn't talk about the knitting very much, and I just want to tie all of that together a little better. But like last time, I'm going to tackle the ADHD stuff first. This also came earlier in my life, so I feel like I'm doing this chronologically. It was first suggested that I had what was then called 
ADD, by my second grade teacher, Mrs. Rita Trentadue. I still remember her. Now, I need to preface this and tell y'all, my siblings and I were lucky. The public school district for elementary school that we lived in happened to be the elementary school for kids with learning disabilities and special needs. I didn't find that out until much, much, much later. Now, what that means is that the teachers who worked there had training and wanted to work with kids with learning disabilities and special needs. And the staff had support specifically for teaching kids with special needs of all kinds. They had the resources. I did call up my mom and make sure that I got this all right. I was not privy to these conversations. I found out later that Mrs. Trenadu apparently told my mom that her own children also had ADHD and she recognized some of the same behaviors and signs in me that she had seen in her own much older children. Her kids were like college. I think the youngest two were still in high school, but much older than, you know, eight. She said something that also stuck with both my mother and me. How much happier they would have been and how much less frustrated and angry they would have been if they had been able to get diagnosed and treated earlier. My teacher, looking back in the lives of her own children and recognizing the same struggles in eight-year-old me, forever changed the course of my life, and definitely for the better. So I was diagnosed, all official, at age eight. And that was about the same time I was taught to knit. And this is where I feel like I need to expand on how I described ADHD from the last episode. So when I talk about how knitting addresses a lot of my ADHD brain, it will make more sense. I previously described executive functioning as the brain's reward system. And ADHD is no executive functioning. But executive functioning is that, but also so much more than that. In the brain, executive functioning is also like a regulatory override system. Human brains are amazing and can self-regulate to an extent. Like, have you ever thought something, anything, and told yourself, stop that? And then you did? Executive functioning, baby! Executive functioning regulates emotion, attention, memory, thought regulation, as well as being that reward system. So without it, people with ADHD have trouble with all of that. All of it. And because our brains don't do any of it on our own, we have to put in a concerted effort into making it. But knitting? Knitting is amazing in ADHD brain. 
I experience what feels like an energy and attention. We'll call it a threshold. I need to have something minor that my brain can pay attention to passively to be able to fully concentrate on something else. Knitting! Or music. But not with words. Never with words. It's like how cars and trains and stuff have to burn more fuel to get moving, like from a dead stop, than the fuel that they have to burn just cruising at speed. Another way to think of it is a Peggy in motion stays in motion. So if I am already paying attention to knitting, just like passively paying attention to knitting, Stockinette works great for this, oh my god. It is far easier for me to also pay attention to something more important. Like school. Or dinner conversation. And when my attention starts to wander, it wanders right to the yarn that is in my lap. Instead of going further afield. It works for physical energy and emotional regulation as well. And it reinforces concepts that I struggle with. Some people with ADHD really struggle with reading. For me, it's math. Mathematical concepts just do not click in my head. And I actually have an, an, a knitting-related anecdote for that. I remember once in college, walking into a math class. It was basic algebra and Math that I had been able to do by age 13. Yet somehow, by 21, those skills had, I don't know, atrophied and weren't rekindling. So I was really struggling and the professor knew it. And I'm walking in and she saw me stuffing my knitting back into my little knitting bag. And she pointed and she said, what is that? Oh, it's my knitting. It helps me pay attention and listen in some of my lectures. And she said, no, 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 no. That, that is math. That is math that you have been carrying around and creating. And you don't have to think about it as much, do you? It's not a struggle. No, no, professor. It's, it's not a struggle for me to just do this in the background while I'm doing other things. And she looked at me, and she got real close, and she said, if you can do math there, then you can do it on the paper. But don't do that math in my class. Do this math. Y'all, I passed that class with a B. And every time I pick up my knitting, I remember that it's, it's math I can do. I don't know why, but that hurdle just became easier after that. Circling back, there is a bit of a gap between getting diagnosed at age eight with attention deficit and learning how to knit and then finding out that knitting was actually helping my ADHD. I call that gap life. Nah, I'm kidding. But it definitely took time for me to find that balance. After I had a better grasp on that is when I also was formerly diagnosed with major depression. And that is a funny story in and of itself. I had just married Husbando, 
and was meeting my new doctor to have them write a prescription for my ADHD meds, which is a whole shit show on the side. But that shit show means that I try very hard to be incredibly personable and not fussy with my doctor because they can cut me off from my meds that make my brain work. And I have had clinicians do that while I was in college. Drug-seeking behavior my ass. Well, the doctor's office with my new patient paperwork also included a self-evaluation for depression. For adults, that's kind of what it is. So I filled it in, and I handed it over to the doctor, smiling and being very cheerful. And we were talking about the paperwork and some of the signs around the office were those pictures from a vacation, shooting the breeze kind of thing, establishing a rapport. And he mentioned that the evaluation was a new thing for the practice, and he was glad they were doing it, but he felt he generally had a good idea of which patients really needed it. And I didn't seem like I did. And as he's saying that, he looked down at the evaluation and blinked and said, well, sometimes he got that wrong. And then we talked. And he got me started on an antidepressant. And when I told him that the antidepressant was a miracle because it made life about 5 to 10% more joy-filled, he smiled. He said, that's good, but let's see if we can do better than 10%. It's a good story. And y'all, I was definitely knitting the entire time during that visit. I already shared last episode how, how I conceptualize my depression a little differently. Mom wants me to mention that she thinks part of my ability to do that is uh, a role that I played in high school theater club which was the personification of depression. Uh, it was a great role, but it wasn't a great role for me. Because that was, that was not a great thing for adolescent Peggy to be leaning into. I think it helped maybe mom conceptualize, conceptualize it like that. But I don't know that it did that for me. I already shared last episode how knitting had been beneficial is beneficial as I deal with my depression, and I don't want to rehash that whole thing. However, I do want to cite a few of those studies that I mentioned in that episode, and these sources will be linked in the show notes at twowheelspodcast.com. The first is a survey published in February 2013 by the Royal College of Occupational Therapists that was conducted online through a website for knitting, I wonder which one, with over 3,500 participants. And that study showed that people knit for relaxation, stress relief, and creativity, and that there is a statistically significant relationship between the frequency of knitting and the feelings of calmness and happiness. It also showed that people who knit more frequently reported higher cognitive functioning. 
And the second study I found interesting was a clinical trial on managing anxiety in eating disorders with knitting, published in 2009. Now this one, this one was really cool because this study gave non-knitters who were already receiving treatment for their eating disorders, the study gave those people knitting lessons and free access to knitting supplies. And it found a, in my opinion, fairly significant relationship between knitting and lowered intensity of fears and intrusive thoughts. This was the one that showed that the knitting lowered the intensity of the intrusive thoughts, but also their frequency. And it lowered the anxiety. And it lowered, like, compulsions, which is pretty cool. Now, some of the other, like, physical benefits of knitting. Oh, knitting reduces your heart rate and lowers your blood pressure. Those are well established from like the 70s. And unfortunately, I could not find online publications of those studies that weren't behind massive paywalls. So that's just a few, a few of the studies that have been done on knitting. And there is definitely more room for academic research on the benefits of knitting I just hope this gives each of us a reason to pause just a little when we pick up our needles because we're about to engage in something that's good for us. That's good for our brains, which is like any other organ in your body, needs to be cared for. It's good for our souls. It's good for you. It's good for you. I don't think I talked about my knitting enough, mom. Sorry. Anyway, cruising right along to the next segment, but first this message. This episode is brought to you by my mom's yarn stash. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, 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 oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, 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 oh my god. Mom. Ooh. Oh my god. Oh my god. This is Open Throttle, getting you up to speed on my current projects. The Millie vest that I am making for one of three final projects of level two of the Master Hand Knitting Certification is growing pretty quickly. I have roughly half of the back completed. I was working on this project a lot as my attention diverter thing, so my hands are always moving. ADHD brain. While Husbando and I had on live streams of people playing video games for charity. It was a, a week-long event. I find that the enthusiasm of the people involved with that event is just infectious. and always brings a smile to my face. Even if I have never played or even heard of the video game that they're showing off and beating incredibly quickly. Watching Super Mario Brothers, where you always died as Luigi on level two, get completely, completely beaten and destroyed in less than six minutes. I didn't think that was going to be a formative moment of my life, but there we are. But because that was 
mostly what I was working on. I, I don't have much else to report. So I'm going to roll on to the next segment after this break. This episode brought to you by Gage Rage. Gage! When you're knitting and you just can't get Gage. Gage Rage. Motorcycles choke out. Yarn makes tangles. Sometimes you have to drop out of gear, restart the engine, and figure out what the hell happened before you get back on the road. Welcome to Stalled. Yo, so here's a weird tie-in for you. While I was putting in some work on my mental health, I had to make a decision to restart the 2023 sweater for Husbando. I wasn't satisfied with the size I had originally chosen. I did not think it was going to be a flattering fit on Husbando because of the exceptionally small amount of positive ease. And I really didn't like how the fabric distorted when it was stretched to its final measurements. And I mentioned all of this to the person I was speaking to. And they, uh, kind of let it go. And while they did, I made the decision. I sized up. They tried to come back to that a little later, like, oh, did you make a decision? Yeah. Yes, I did. It's done. Decision done. Cast on's already back up. See, you can be decisive. Yeah, I know I can be decisive. Because if I'm going to put in the, the energy to make a sweater, if I'm going to put in the effort, just because it's good for you doesn't mean it's not still effort. It is still effort. It is a lot of love going into each and every stitch. Remember, I at least want them to like it, right? I want the person I'm making this sweater for, I want Husbando to feel good about himself when he puts on the sweater I make for him. And not look in the mirror and go, wow, no. That just doesn't help anybody. So with that note, uh, I think that brings us to the end of the road. Thanks for riding with me. The music welling up is Organ Rock, Classic Hard Rock by Julius H. and is used under a common license. Audio and emotional support by my brother Larry. Hi everybody. You can find more of his work nowhere because he is an enthusiastic amateur. Show notes along with images, links to all of the places to find and support the show, as well as everything else can be found on the website twowheelspodcast.com. Don't forget to join the Ravelry and Facebook groups and check out the Instagram at The Kickass Knitter. If you liked the episode, show some support. All pledges made on Patreon and Ko-fi support the show directly by covering the costs of things like platform fees. Supporters will also have access to episodes a little early, behind-the-scenes content, and the monthly video chat. If you would like to support the show in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. The next best thing is to leave a five-star review for the podcast. 
Leaving a positive review helps new people find the show. Thank you again for joining me. And remember, I'm revving for you. We're all in this together. Keep your wheels on the road. To the bone.